Andrew McGahan here for Severe MMA. The pride of Limerick, the young man named Sean Sheehan. The Severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Episode 64.5 of the Severe MMA podcast is here one day after episode 64 dropped. As always, I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Sean Sheehan. We'll, uh, we'll get them in. We'll still give them another plug. Our great sponsor of the show here, ROS Nutrition. Um, head on over to their website, no matter what athlete, for recovery, for pre-workout, for endurance, selected by category, selected by your goals, uh, Irish formulated and Irish product, tested independently by third party, as well as themselves. Um, put it all in the cart, use the discount code SEVEREMMA and you will get 25% off your first order. Brushed it out of the way very quickly, Sean, because yesterday, I think it was um, like the big news here, the big story, we're, we're, we're called here for a short-term podcast and I can't believe that we didn't speak about it yesterday. Do you What's know why? why? Because this weekend, Ben Henderson is about to become the first man who could have won the WEC title, the UFC title, and the Bellator title. How did oh, we forget God. to leave that out of the podcast? The biggest name under 170 pounds. And... Oh, yeah, it is 170 pounds. Yeah. So that was, oh, look, God. we dropped the ball big time there. We did, How yeah, do you think he's going to fare up this weekend? I don't know, Karishkov. I've never seen him fight before because he fights in Bellator yeah. and I can't watch it because it's not on TV here. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I, like, I think he's, his name is Karishkov, so he's probably, maybe he's, is he Russian? Probably, good, probably at good at kicks. Probably Alliteration. Good at kicking, lads. Yeah, yeah, no, very good at kicking, I hear. Going to be tough, but I think Vincent Henderson can win it because I've heard of him. Right, any questions for next week's podcast, feel free to get in touch. Uh, as mm. always, thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Good luck. Ah, oh, but no. We might as well. There was something else. What? Oh, yeah, Fedor. <laughs> Fedor, yeah, Fedor. Yeah, yeah. The UFC for the 800 time. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, Conor McGregor. Something happened with him, did it? Who? Conor McGregor. Do you know that guy from Dublin who fights in the... Well, he used to fight in the UFC. Yeah. Why does he not fight there anymore? My phone was <laughs> dead yesterday. You just... <laughs> sorry. Anyway, okay. The, the jig is up. <laughs> the ruse is up. In case you've been living under the rock, the proverbial rock. Can you smell? What the rock is cooking. Conor McGregor cooked up a little bit of a storm last night, Sean. He he put up a tweet at around half seven yesterday evening. And it said, do you have the exact quote? Um, Thanks for the cheese. I'm decided to retire young. Thanks for the cheese. See you later. See you later. And that was it. With that, Conor McGregor retired from mixed martial arts mm-hmm. it seems so yeah what's your take on this immediately well at the time i was like what piss take this isn't yeah, true this isn't take, true yeah. do you know what actually here's what i was just between myself and yourself i Whatever. was um and everyone who's listening i was about to put a message into our whatsapp group yesterday saying lads why are we reporting on something that's obviously a piss take and then, I, I honestly, I just reckoned Lee Hammond got his phone over there in Iceland. He's the prime suspect for it. I figured someone just grabbed the phone, said, here, do, do you want to have a laugh? And then sent the tweet. Yeah, I was sure it was either a piss a tech or he had injured his knee again. And this was the only way he could pull out of the fight without, with, while saving the face. Like, because if, you know, if he pulled out of a fight... After all he'd said about pulling out of fights before, it would look bad and stuff. So I'll retire and I'll make a comeback and stuff. But obviously, you know, 
that that went to potty after the the UFC made a little announcement last night in Sports Center. The announcement the UFC made, in case you were in case you missed it, because it was uh, later on in the night from when the McGregor news broke. The UFC have pulled Conor McGregor from the main event of UFC 200, according to Dana White, because he didn't want to go to Las Vegas to shoot. Uh, some picture thing that they were doing a promo video and do a press conference Sean I'm finding it a little bit hard to believe that the UFC would pull Conor out of the main event like that after the proven numbers that he's brought and the revenue that he's brought surely they could say okay how can we work around this what can we do to get um, to get a hold of this yeah look we'll send the private jet for you yeah, exactly. I, initially, my thoughts, and I think with everyone else, there's a little more to us. There's probably something else behind it. Could be a money thing. Could be something else. But the UFC have previous. They have done things like with small things like this before. Remember Nick Diaz with George Sampier? They pulled him out for doing the same thing as McGregor, and like he didn't purposely. Well, when I say purposely, he kind of missed his flight and then he missed the second flight and the third flight. You know, Nick Diaz now, he was always be late and stuff. And then they pulled him out of that fight. So for, like, missing a press conference, they have pulled guys before for doing this. But with Conor McGregor, you think it'd be a little bit different. And I think the most salient point in all this was made by uh, Ariel last night. He did a little video with Luke Thomas and he spoke to people very close to the situation. And he basically said that, I don't want to be putting words in his mouth, but what, what he was kind of getting at was that McGregor... After Joe Carvalho's death last week, McGregor didn't want to be going in front of a lot of people and promoting the next fight, like, you know, smack talking, doing what he needs to do to, to you know, to promote his next fight. Uh, less than what would it be two weeks after he, he sat, you know, he stood cage side after, you know, at a fight where a, a man died, which I think is fair enough. Like, That's it, a fairly think, reasonable, yeah. uh, a reasonable explanation. I think most people have come to that conclusion, like, but... If if the UFC, if he said that to the UFC, and they still decided to, you know, to pull him from the card because he didn't want to do it, I think that's absolutely disgusting. Like by the UFC, they could have easily put it back. They could have done a press conference with just all of those people said that they're doing a press conference in Ireland in two weeks and doing another one in in Las Vegas in a few months time where McGregor could have flown from Ireland or somewhere to, you know done it done it easier you know one in LA one in Dublin yeah. let everyone else and um, because a big press conference like that right let's say it had to happen Sean and they yeah. were bringing out all of the fighters like they said that they were going to the majority of the questions would have been based towards Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz, and then you have the rest of the card standing on a standing on a stage doing absolutely nothing. We've seen it happen time and time again at these big press conference events. It's just because it's a, it's a ticket. The tickets are going on sale, and they always do a press conference for the tickets going on sale. But like one Conor McGregor tweet is worth more than any press conference. Like, look at the amount of press he 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 got yesterday for all this. Like, it's a bit insane to to call off your biggest fight of the year over a press conference. Like, and okay, I know people are probably saying, "Oh, dude, it's not just a press conference," but that's the reason they're given. Like, and even to give that reason is is pretty ludicrous to me. Um, you know. Dana White came out last night. Uh, as you said, he was on Sports Center, and uh, he said they're look, yeah, they're looking for a, a new main event, and that oh, we, you know, people have to stick to the rules and stuff. But what what about him sticking to the rules? Like he, he got Conor McGregor to fill in two fights and like ten or eleven days' notice to save two guards, yet they don't even care about that now. Like we spoke about it a while ago that 
the promoter is not your friend. And if people don't believe that now... You, you know. should read children's bedtime stories. <laughs> Why? The promoter is not your friend no. by Sean Sheehan. They're not, it all, and it always happens like... I think Dave Doyle made a great point yesterday. That there's, you know, there's a lot of new fans around, like, especially what McGregor fans are like. 99.99% of them are brand new fans. Like, and it, things like this have happened before. Like it happened, you know, there was big bust-ups with, with TJ... Um, or sorry, John Fitch and Dana White with Tito Ortiz and, and uh, Randy. With Randy with BJ Pin with Nick Diaz as I mentioned earlier. These things happen, you know, all the time. And and you know, it, it can be a small thing on the fighters' part. And you know, the UFC are are well able to flex their muscles. Kevin Riley wrote an article last night that you know, if you go up against the UFC, there's only going to be one winner there. They rule the whole, they rule the show, they have more money, they can, you know, they can beat you everywhere. And, you know, we saw with the press conference a while back where they, the one for Dasanias, where they didn't bring McGregor's belt and stuff. I, we said it at the time, and I said it, that was a clear sign that they're trying to, you know, that there's something with McGregor. And, well, you know, now that you mention it. Go on. Maybe I'm speculating, but I saw it online. Some weirdo journalist, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of months ago, like absolute weirdo. I don't know why, like yeah. why you'd even put a story out like that. Claimed that there may have been tensions between Conor McGregor and the UFC, and he well, was uh, shot down, yeah. crucified, what? vilified by, <laughs> by what? By me even. By you even. Yeah, well, kind of. And uh, then, obviously, when I interviewed Conor, I had to ask him. I asked him about that as well. And uh, he said everything was fine with the UFC, that he was loyal to the UFC. But maybe now, looking back at this, do you think there was something, something there? Maybe. Like, logically thinking, you probably think there was, but we don't know. But what we do not know, there is something wrong. There's, like, McGregor wasn't pulled from this card for no reason, like... They, you know, they're not going to pull their if they're best friends and their, you know, their biggest star in the company. They're not going to pull him for a card for no reason. So there's there's definitely something where whether it was there before or not, we we'll never know. <coughs> but this would make you think it was, wouldn't it? We play good cop bad cop all the time here, Sean. Right? Yeah. How come the UFC in their announcement, in Dana White's appearance on Sports Center and in everything else that has circulated since, how come they're not acknowledging the fact that Connor has seemingly retired from the sport? There's only one thing out there from his end. The UFC have... Dana's been out there and the uh, press releases out and stuff like that about them searching for a new main event. But why are they saying that they pulled him out? If Conor is saying that he's retired, what are the UFC... What, why is there lines crossed here? Yeah, it's, it's or is this the biggest clear sign that there is something going on between the two? Which came, which came first? The chicken or the egg? I think Did Conor retire first or was he pulled from the guard first? I'd, if I was to guess which we don't like to and I'd guess that he was pulled from the guard first and then UFC this, surely would have interruptions happened first oh well I, I was going to say surely the UFC would have released that first but then I suppose the difference between okay hanging up the phone you're out of the card and okay I'll send the tweet is only is only a couple of seconds actually you wouldn't know maybe McGregor like maybe it is a you know a dispute over going to this and on he said fine look uh, I'll if, if you're not going to see it my way fine I'll just I'm not going to fight. I'm going to retire, and then he retired. Maybe he said, "Fine, you're retiring. We'll pull you from the card." So maybe you know, maybe it didn't come first. And I, like either way, I don't think it really matters because it was the same ending. You know, either way, um, 
it's just it's just all a bit mad. Like you 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 think a conclusion could have been you know could have come to this, you know if there's I don't know like you're eighty days out from the fight, you're eighty days out from the fight and it's cancelled because of uh you know because of a press conference. It's just it's weird. It's uh, John Bowes said it yesterday and well it's it's like Saipan all over again. Like it's you know it's like. I don't think that, I don't think it's a huge thing to be honest. I think it, like it could it's something that could be resolved, but I think it was just. Uh, remember Conor McGregor said in that interview I was watching again with you yesterday. He said uh, like he's always going to be in business with the UFC and that you know he'll you know he'll always be McGregor and the UFC. But he said that he wants to fight for a bigger share. Like when two people fight for for a bigger share each, like the UFC don't want to give up that share. McGregor wants to get the share. So there's a, there's going to be a meeting point in the middle where you know where both people are happy, but there's also going to be a meeting point where maybe one person is happy and the other person isn't happy, and you know maybe they're at that point at the moment, and and they uh, you know the push came to shove, and eventually you know something had to give. Well, if we look at the evidence that was uh, posted online, I don't want to say evidence, but um, there was a couple of screenshots. I saw you retweeted them yesterday. Yeah. John Kavanaugh put up a status asking about, um, I can only assume playing off my joke about reapplying through the CEO, um, which was a hoot. Um, by the way, if anyone knows if I can still reapply to colleges, get at me. Uh, Sean, it was something like, had a mate that did plumbing a couple of years ago. He's looking to get back into it. Yeah. Um, anyone knows that can help him out. And then it was accompanied by a screenshot of someone actually offering the work. Behind that, what appeared to be was a WhatsApp, the top of a WhatsApp conversation mm-hmm. That said, Connor Trouble. Um, I think John has said in the past <coughs> that Connor's name is saved as yeah. uh, Trouble in his phone. So, as opposed to it being the the WhatsApp, uh, the name of a group. And what was on the top line? May have to wait. May have yeah, to mean have sitting to sit out. out. Yeah, sit may have out. to mean sitting out. Yeah. So, so yeah. from the limited guesswork that we could make from that. What do you reckon? Yeah, I don't think Conor McGregor's retired. <laughs> to be honest, I think I think he probably will be back. Uh, Ariel put out a tweet this morning saying he thinks he will fight again. Sources, yeah. yeah, multiple sources have said that they all think he'll fight again. So, look, retirements are a dime a dozen in in MMA and in boxing and combat sports history. If I had the bet, I'd probably put it. I'd probably put it as a hundred to one on that Conor McGregor, you know, one fight again. So he. he I'd say he'll almost definitely be back. I have a good uh, bet for you, you though. You speaking know. of speaking well, of odds, yeah, he's two hundred to one to one day become the president of Ireland with Paddy uh, Power. So if you've got five hundred lying around that you don't mind having for a couple of years, aka like forty years, <laughs> there's yeah, well, a bet for you. I don't think I'd be putting a bet on that. Maybe you'd never know. Manny Pacquiao could do it. Uh, but do you, what do you think? Do you think he'll fight again? Do you think he'll come back? To be honest, um, looking at it from the way that the way that it's gone and. Um, maybe my experiences with Connor's over the Connor over the years and knowing how he feels towards the game, I definitely think he'll be back. I think this could be a very good ploy. This could be his way of uh, ensuring he's on the New York card. You never know; it could be something like that. He's we've seen all throughout his UFC career. Okay, from calling uh, for his sixty Gs in the first fight. To a couple of good liners in the press conference about telling the social welfare to fuck off. Um, He has been leaps and bounds ahead of the game for quite some time. And maybe this is the start of something. If I was going to guess anything, the impact that this will have on anything is 
Connor could become the martyr. Connor could become the figure, the revolutionary that finally makes some sort of change in a union for fighters, in pay for fighters, different things like that. Because now, Connor, let's just say he tested the waters yesterday. Let's just say he said, okay, we're going to retire. We're going to put this out. This tweet's going to get more retweets than Kobe's retirement uh, tweet in 2015. Kobe. Kobe, whatever. Kobe. Same thing, Sean. Um, Fucking Kobe. Kobe. Corn and the Kobe. So then... So in a day... Yeah. That tweet has gotten more retweets and attention than a retirement tweet from 2015, which was the top retweeted tweet of an athlete in 2015. So Connor's broken that already in a day and a half. If all of the talk from before about McGregor promotions was true and maybe him one day doing a show himself, that has to be the biggest boost of confidence that people are interested in your brand that you could get. Do you know, to see the reaction to your retirement like that unfold, like stories wall to wall all over media websites, uh, breaking into the national news, into the mainstream news, um, on the BBC Sport website, loads of different things like that. This is a good time to be Conor McGregor or anywhere linked to him from that sort of point of view. So maybe this is the start of it. You know, he's now seen what he's actually worth in the whole market. Maybe all he wanted was a little bit more from the UFC's profits and he was trying to think that it's time that I start getting paid fairly for what I'm bringing in or I should get paid better for what I'm bringing into the company. Look at all of this change that I've revolutionized. You need to start paying appropriately. So maybe this is going to be something that will start uh, maybe fighters getting better pay to begin with, maybe a union starting, as I said before. It could be one of many things, but I do think that we're going to look back on this day and this week in particular and the years and months to ta- uh, months and years to come and think this was the start of something big for the world of mixed martial arts. It's funny you said that because a friend of mine actually said it to me this, that last night that this would now be the perfect time for people to get together and start a union of fighters. And I was like, yeah, it would be. You're dead right, but... Look at the reaction of all the fighters. It's like it's all, oh, oh look, McGregor. Uh, you know, he went too far. He got, he's eventually going to happen. Kind of like stamping on his grave and things like this. That's another reason why a union will never happen because this should be a moment where they should all be standing behind the fighter. Like this is where the fighters, as you said, there they should be coming together. Like he, like he could all help them, and he has been doing it, not, not, um, you know, not right for them like but he's been doing it the things he's been doing for himself have helped everyone else because he's set a precedent where you can go and you can negotiate with the UFC you know you, people can do that and why couldn't everyone do it if one person can do it they can all do it like and they should be getting by you know should be getting behind him now what, what would happen if if um you know uh run or what's her name, or Misha Tate said Okay, I'm not. I'm not fighting either. Why? Why should I? You know, why should I fight in this card if you're going to treat Conor McGregor to say you've treated me shitty in the past? What if Jose Aldo said it? What if Frank Edgar said it? What if they all said it? Did, wouldn't they be fairly screwed then? And you see, it have to move. They'd have to book exactly. So if, you know, if everyone came together and did it, but they're not going to do it because they're too busy. You know, looking after their own self interest and stuff. To, it'd be better if they all came together and looked after the whole, the, the interest of everyone as a whole that would lead to their own self-interest, uh, you know, being more well looked after. Very but similarly, Sean, because yeah. same amounts of money, you know, same amounts of exposure, same amounts of high level. I, I know a similar case of that before. There was, back when I first started uh, work, there was a couple of bar staff that were talking about walking down the night of uh, 
the night of a busy night and saying we're not working unless you ra- give us a raise or give us an extra 50 quid tonight each in the end of our wa- at the end of our wages we're Ooh. bringing in thousands for you in a till and we get paid 50 euro for our shifts it's not fair we're not getting paid better than any of the other bar staff in town like this is this is a joke so that was obviously a joke about it being on the same scale you know in comparative yeah. to UFC fighters demanding and walking out and barmen and a minimum paid job but whatever uh from there though like you said it could be the start of something good but maybe the fighters are too busy taking snipes maybe the fighters all do think that the UFC control that like um, because you know the way there's you see you see the rumours online that um, when Connor's dealing like so the the start of Connor's uh, UFC career Sean Shelby would have been thinking what was the next match for him do you know that sort Mm -hmm. of but at this stage Sean Shelby's not thinking what match is going to be next for Connor when he gets to 145 Connor's dealing with Lorenzo he's dealing with the executives yeah. and that's that's where the decisions are made so maybe something happened between uh, negotiations that way for UFC 200 Do you think there's any chance that Tony O'Donoghue can get out there he can he can ha- sit down have an interview with Conor McGregor and the two, UFC 200 can be can be resolved can be, can be resolved that McGregor and Diaz can actually happen I don't know I think Andrew McGann could do it Andrew McGann might be able to do it yeah but do you think there's any chance that it is resolved I would well. I'm looking at it from this point of view. I would love to see Conor fight on that card on the biggest yeah. marquee event, just for an Irish man to be at the top at the top of that. If you want another Terry Sean that was bandied about Twitter yesterday, yeah. If George Saint Pierre returning is true, mm-hmm. maybe George Saint Pierre was going to be the top dog on that UFC 200 card. Oh, and McGregor didn't like that. I don't know about that. Maybe, but. I, I don't. But not horrible is a horrible place to be at this at times like this because yeah. we can just there's so many theories going around. They had Diaz and McGregor down as the main event though. But if if McGregor and if McGregor is out, which he is at the moment, so, he sorry. Fight, who, who do you think should fight Diaz? <laughs> I should just go back to making my original point that think of the Irish fans maybe that are already yeah. travelling over to this yeah, or have already that. bought packages or already bought flights accommodation uh, tickets aren't on sale yet but we're planning yeah, it's the on, ingress, the on going the what? it's the one save ingress that tickets weren't on sale I don't exactly. think that many people would have flights booked yet but I'm sure a few did so there's there's that as well and maybe for to have an Irish man on such a landmark event would be absolutely brilliant for for our country but I don't know I just I don't think we've seen the end of Conor McGregor competing in mixed martial arts. I'd I'd be very surprised. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if something like, um, before UFC, before this end, like McGregor's on, like UFC 202 against Frank Edgar and Max Holloway fights Josie Aldo, UFC 200 or something like that happens, you know. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened. If it was beyond the point of, um, beyond the point of repair, for want of a better word, then the interim title fight at UFC 200 becomes a full title fight. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I think he, like as I said, like I maybe that still is that something point. on the table yeah. that could be could be bandied about. I think I've used the word bandy too if many this times. If keeps today. going on, if this keeps going on the way it is, he's definitely going to get stripped of his belt. That's a bold statement, Sean. I reckon it is. Like, how how can they not strip him of his belt if they have pulled him out of the event? You know, he's he's not going to be fighting for another while unless, as I said there, unless they book him against Frank Edgar at UFC 202 or maybe even for the New York card or something and pull Frank Edgar from this card or, you know, or just say it straight out that McGregor is back and he's going to be fighting the winner of this fight or, you know, something like that. I, I, I don't know. I, but I just have a feeling they're going to 
they're gonna strip him of his belt. It, yeah, I like they, unless something is resolved, unless there is a resolution. But if there is re- no resolution, I think that's the only option they have. Do you ever think people in the know listen to this podcast and and laugh at how far wrong we are? Like, yeah, probably. But I, like, I'd like to think people like people like speculations. They like us speculating. Like we 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 like people know that we don't know, but it's it's fun to talk out all the options as well. Yeah, that's because if we knew anything, here. you wouldn't be able to say it. So yeah, or we could we would just say it and just kind of hide it. And, You'll never <laughs> guess what Conor McGregor did today. Cage Warriors are signed with UFC. Shout out to. <laughs> we will take a moment though, moment silence for uh, all of those entertainment industry workers now that are going to lose lose their jobs over the lack of Conor McGregor content not being able to be posted online. Or they keep they have enough of it for next week to keep them going. Yeah, for the next six months. So, um. From that, though, if I can go back to one point that I would like to stress that you're... Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you at the time because you're on a nice, thorough rant. Uh, not yeah. rant, but making some great points. As always. As always. In terms of Connor witnessing um, Joe Carvalho's death, I think that could... As Ariel uh, pointed on last night, and I texted you last night when I was watching, I was like, Ariel is completely on point here. Probably the best bit of work that I've seen him do video-wise in a long, long time. And I really like, because it's not an interview, you know, because he's actually able to, the MMAR is a slower format. You know, he's able to, he has to kind of take his time on that because it's a three or four hour show, whereas this one with Luke was in and out, great stuff. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's on Severe, it's on MMA Fighting, go check it out. He said about maybe witnessing the death, like, we, you and I have spoke about it, you know, we spoke about yeah. it with Pizzi, do you know what I mean? It has changed my perception of mixed martial arts, and I only cover it. What has it done to the fighters? Maybe that it, it's made them their li- it's their livelihoods. Connor has his family now set up for life. He has his next generation probably set up for life. His family will never have to do anything again. He has a girlfriend who supported him from the start, from the beginning. In D, they've been together. What stops it from going through a fighter's head thinking that could have been me? Or maybe that could be me, and this isn't worth it. Do you know, if I'm not getting paid enough yeah. for this, then this isn't worth it because I'm already set. Do you know, I already have everything that I want. I'm still going to be training martial arts for the rest of my life. I'm still going to be a public figure. I'm still going to be making money. I'm still going to be a celebrity. There's no Connor not fighting in the UFC. For example, people saying um, Chuck Mindelhall did a very good article about uh, about this last night. Connor isn't retired, but. He's off UFC 200, but we probably will see him fighting the UFC again. But if he's this annoyed, maybe, over money, think of the money he could make outside of the UFC. He's already turned down film offers, um, or he had accepted them and then had to turn them down because of UFC 200 prep. Maybe Connor has seen that there are ways for him to make money outside of actually fighting for the UFC, and if they're not going to pay him maybe what he feels he deserves after witnessing what he's witnessed then all the power to him. If this is real and Conor McGregor never fights in the UFC again, I absolutely applaud this decision because we've spoke about it for a long time, Sean. I gave an interview yesterday with a young lad in Ballyfermot and I, he just said, oh, do you think he'll go into his 30s? And I was like, no, to be honest, I think he'll retire very soon. And geez, I never thought it would be that soon, like three hours later. But <laughs> if Conor is able to walk away from the sport with his health intact, with his wealth intact, and with everything functioning the same way it was before he came into the UFC, well then, all the power to him. Because that is yeah. exactly what we've been waiting for. If Katie Taylor turned around tomorrow, Sean, and she said, I don't want to box anymore because I'm worried about the long-term repercussions of my health from, from being punched consistently for so many years and so many years after this, no one would have an issue with it. 
Yeah. Absolutely no one would have an issue with it. Yeah. And if if that is that Connors, he's done what he said, he's going to uh, bring the game up to such heights, set it ablaze, and then walk away. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Just just a couple of points there on that. I like people. If you listen to this podcast, you're probably sick of me saying I'm blue in the face from saying that. You know, we. I only want to watch MMA if it's two people who are, you know, two people who sign a contract to get in there and all the strictest regulations and all are done. You know, that's a, that's why I want to see it. And if someone like Conor McGregor doesn't want to do that. I have absolutely, as you say, I have absolutely no problem seeing him walking away. And if he wants to do that, fair enough. But it, to me, to be honest, it doesn't feel like he's, you know, he's walking away because he's thinking about himself. I don't think he's walking away because he, because of the Joker value thing. To be honest, I think this whole thing stems from what Ariel was saying last night that he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to be promoting a fight after that happened rightfully so two as weeks well ago. because exactly, imagine yeah. the amount of media that's going to happen that's going to be cameras in your face asking you to recount that again like yeah but it's not just that it's just it's like how, gonna go also, in and, how is you know, he meant to be about, able to say uh, yeah, yeah take his head clean off yeah different things like connor said in the past how can you promote a fight like that in, in good taste yeah, yeah like good people point. kind of people get it mixed up about connor like he, remember after his fight with, with Marcus Primitch, the first fight, he goes, I see this is kind of like WWE. Remember he said that in the cage? Yeah. Like people people kind of miss, you know, they think it's real a lot of the time and maybe it's, you know. we it's still honestly, real we know to it, me, damn it. It's, a lot of it's put on. Like, so he's, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, keep that gimmick going. And, uh, what, what, you know, well, as, as we said last week, even doing the podcast, we didn't, you know, we didn't want to, you know, we wanted to respect what had happened we didn't want to you know make any jokes or anything or do you know talk about the rest of the podcast like this is a serious thing and obviously for that and that's only for us so we are nobodies like imagine him he is mma and like he's bigger than mma he's bigger than ufc in ireland like and you know for him to go out and do that i think it'd be you know it'd be it'd be fairly bad. well not bad but it'd be it wouldn't be nice, like, and I think he knows that, and I think fair play to him because uh, most people would, most people just say do it, but I think this shows a moral courage that he has, and I think it shows, you know, it shows what what kind of uh, a man he is, like, and uh, you know, I say fair play to him for standing up for for what he believes in, but um, yeah, okay, who who do you think I asked you earlier on, but we kind of got sidetracked? Yeah, who do you think Nate Diaz will fight now? Shall we say we've just hit the thirty minute mark? Shall we say this is the last question each, or have you got anything else yeah. that you'd like to bring up? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have one more thing I think. Okay, Book one. no problem. Um, I don't think Nate Diaz will remain in the place of uh, main event at UFC 200. Oh, yeah. Whether he gets a fight on the card or not, I know we saw it on Twitter. I know you said put the house on Ovin St. Prue this weekend. But if John, Jones comes th- if John Jones comes through this unscathed this weekend, then Daniel Cormier versus John Jones too is going to main event UFC 200 in July. Yeah, I think you could be right. And Assuming you know, uh, George St. Pierre doesn't make yeah. a return to the octagon. I think Or Diaz, Northcutt versus Diaz, yes. <laughs> I think Diaz will fight one of two people. I think it'll either be GSP, right? Or Dos Anjos. Or Dos Anjos. I, I knew think. it. I knew it. When yeah. I saw it, this, <laughs> I knew you. Anything to get Eddie, Eddie Alvarez right, out of his deserved title shot. You are Eddie a swine, Alvarez. Mr. Sheehan. <laughs> I think Eddie Alvarez versus Tony Ferguson on that Thursday night card would be a brilliant fight. <sighs> How dare you? Eddie's worked hard for this, and you were looking a, to take it away from him. A genuine number one contender fight. Poor old Habib will have to wait another bit. But sure, these things happen. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. 
That's what should happen, I think. You can't keep making Khabib fight people like the Daryl Horchers of the world. Like you can't uh, you put can. people through that. You give uh, Sage Narcot to Khabib. Yeah, that's probably it anyway. So what, what was your last question? No, that I was just going to answer your last question. I thought you had another point. Or was that it? No, that was it. All right. Well, All right. that was a nice wee state of address. It is now 20 past four on the 20th of the 4th, Sean. Um, another 30, 32 minutes as of right now in the bank for the Severe MMA podcast vault. So, aka the hard drive under your bed, but don't tell anyone about it or they'll break yes, into your house and asked. steal it. What do we forget? It's the biggest part of yesterday. What? What yesterday will really be remembered for. What? Sean Sheehan trending in Ireland. Oh, trending. here. What about that? Throw, throwback Thursday oh, to here. 2014 when Andrew McGahan was already <laughs> trending in Ireland. You're way behind, mate. Uh, Come no, on, I'm get out of that. Take it over. I've robbed you of your... I'm, the, I'm now the face of Irish MMA media. <laughs> I've robbed you of it. I've taken it. I have it as my background of, on Facebook. I know you do. I saw that today. Uh, You're still Instagram. a legend. Look. All over the place. I'll, I, here is me conceding defeat to you, Sean. The reason that I got I was trending in Ireland... Give away a free ticket or something. Was because I was given free tickets to give away with the UFC and it was retweet this and follow and I got like five or six hundred new followers that day. So I was trending because of that reason. So look, I'll admit defeat to you here. You're the current king of the podcast. I'll uh, I'll let it slide just this time. Bow down. But thank you very much, as always, for tuning in. We felt... uh, a lot of requests to get a podcast out today. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it in video form. A little bit of an issue with uh, good audio and getting that into video. But fear not. The next, the coming weeks and months, we're going to be, there's going to be construction work. Sean Sheehan's getting the man cave. I'm getting the man corner. And uh, I can't wait to share it all with you through, through social media. Nice little pictures. Nice little lights. Nice little desks. It's going to be beautiful, Sean. Yep. Anything else? Any crack? What do you ask for today? Sun's out. Uh, Sun's out. Guns out. I'm going to go, oh, the reason I'm raging, like I have my severe MA tank top on. That's why oh, I wanted no. to do the video. I was <laughs> going to wear the tank pizza top. Don't get pizza girl started on that. Don't get pizza girl started yeah, on that. Yeah, the top. severe MA tank top has seen oh, great gosh. places. It's And it's going to see more now when I go back outside and start stunning these arms. If you want to get in touch though over the next week, yeah. uh, thank you as well for all of the, because this podcast was done because of people saying, we need a state of emergency podcast. We need it now. We listened. Episode 64.5 is officially in the books. If you want to get in touch over the next week, please do not hesitate to do so. A quick shout out before we go, as always, to our sponsors, ORS Nutrition. You can go to orsnutrition.com. Put all the items in a basket. First order, you'll get 25% off by using the code SEVEREMMA. He's at Sean Sheehan BA on Twitter. I'm at Andrew McGatton underscore. Thank you very much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. But until then... See you next week.